Welcome to STEM Punks. STEM Punks is a bi monthly podcast intended to bring science, technology, engineering, straight to your ears from our STEM Punk studio. Hang on, we'll take you for a ride that includes a whole lot of fun and a little bit of education on the side. Stay tuned. Nice to be in orbit. Welcome to the very first episode of the STEM Punks podcast. My name is Joe Garut, and I'll be your host. And as always, I'll be joined by my trusty companion, Stembot. Hello, Stembot. Hello, Joe. I'm glad you're here with me. Today, we've got a couple people visiting with us, and uh, the first one is our resident scientist, Bill Weiler. Bill, how are you today? I'm very well. Thank you, Joe. Good. I'm really glad that you're here. And, and sitting in with us is also one of our executive producers, E. Michael Friend. Hi, boys. Let's get the show on the road. Today, we're going to talk about the podcast. Why do a podcast? Why is STEM punks doing what they're doing, both in podcast and in video? And what is STEM? And what is STEM? For those of you who don't know what the four letters S-T-E-M put together mean, other than uh, something on a plant, which does have STEM-related applications as well. I guess that's really a question for you, since you're a resident scientist. Can you define STEM? For our listeners. Well, I can certainly define the first letter, which is science, which is my forte. Uh, but they're all, they're all related. If you go to technology, engineering, math. So that's what, that's what we're talking about. Science, technology, right. engineering, and math. That's right. And none of them stand alone. They're unrelated, just like everything in life. They're always changing. Other things come into play as well, such as sense of wonder. The other day I was with a, a third grader, and the third grader was walking down the trail with me. And he said, I know where this trail goes. And he says, no, you don't. You've never been here before. And he said, no, no, I do. And I said, okay, where does it go? And he said, to awesomeness. So you see, we taught science that day, but clearly it's a sense of wonder that leads to an interest in these fields. That, to me, I think encapsulates a lot of the reason why we're doing what we do, because STEM, while it could be broken down to its analytical definitions, is so much bigger than that. And my understanding also is that uh, art, which would turn it into steam, ah. is now being considered to be added to those letters in a more official way because they are interested in the more artistic side of all those. Do I have that right? It's really true. And uh, I'm seeing more and more curriculum that includes art and science together. But there's another piece that's really important, and that's why this project is not called S. This project is not the T project, the E or the M or the A for that matter. It's STEM or STEAM. It's people working together in their own fields, you know, that, that bring a uh, synthesis, uh, bringing something that's bigger than the sum of the parts. And so that's why it's important that, that all of these folks work together, and that's why this is the STEM or STEAM project. So it's these folks working together in partnership, you know, that, that really provides the inspiration to... Uh, to make it all happen. You know, you make a really good point that um, the fact that, that each person who specializes doesn't always think it all the way through. We do that as just individuals, too. I know that sometimes the impact of washing your car in the driveway may not land on the <laughs> folks who don't know that that water goes into a drain, which ends up in a river, which may bring harmful chemicals to a, a fish somewhere that's not anywhere close to them. There's a ripple effect that involves an incredible amount of different folks, and I think that's the way it goes. No one, no one works alone. No one really can make decisions alone because we're 
not all knowing. And, you know, the, that, that also brings me to another reason why we wanted to do this podcast and do the video series was to illustrate all the jobs that are involved in STEM. It's really easy, I think, to hear a word like STEM bantied about, and we end up thinking, oh, well, I don't want to be a scientist. I don't want to be an engineer. I'm not a mathematician. However, there are ways that by learning those individual things that you end up with jobs that may not seem related but completely are. An engineer may not build bridges, he may build good trails by understanding the way that the slope is and the runoff and other things that have a lot more biology background. So that biologist may end up in an engineering type of application rebuilding trails. And I, I think that that's something that's really important to us to point out. There's something a lot closer to home too, Joe. What about your woodworking hobby? Cutting boards and making tables and sheds definitely include STEM. How does science, technology, engineering, and math all fit into that very simple thing of cutting a board in half? You know, just the sheer act of going down and measuring the length of the board and understanding the divisions of that tape measure mathematically so that I know that the length is proper for the application that I have. What I was going to do is I was going to build a frame for a piece of art. And so I needed to cut it down to the right size, the the width and length of it, in order to have it fit what she wants it to be. So it's going to be 10 inches wide and 30 inches high. So I need to know how to read that on a tape measure. When I go to the miter saw that I'm using. This is a saw that is adjustable. It can be turned to different angles, so I need to know that if I'm going to make these two corners fit, I need to know the angle has got to be 45 degrees for the two pieces to be at a right angle. So there were lots of different things. I'm getting the high sign over here that this is going too long. That's why Michael is here to to truncate everything. I'm going to teach him, though, that if he keeps doing that, that I'll just keep talking. So at any rate, I mean, to, to put it into a nutshell, how, how that uh, is all involved with me is that the science and engineering that went into creating the saw that I needed that um, was going to cut a board that was electronically, digitally measured by a laser and then cut by, in, in a precision manner by computer-driven machines at a local lumber company Um, all ended up into my garage where I was able to read a tape measure that I knew how to read because I can do simple math and cut out something that was going to be a frame for a picture. I think it's important to note that when we think sometimes of science and math, we think of them as very rigorous, you know, like I can never do that, I can never do it, but it's really not true. It's really not true. Even though they are rigorous, they also are uh, within the reach of everybody. And basically, they start with dreams. Dreams of being the first person to land on the moon, being the first person to, to see the California condor when it comes back or to release it. These are things within the reach of, of every everybody. And science is incredibly fun. I mean, everyone knows technology is fun because everyone has technological gadgets. But sometimes we forget the science is great. You know, making models of volcanoes that are blowing up in your, in your, in your classroom. And uh, the wonder of seeing live animals, you know, outdoors. Uh, we, did, we did a wonderful film, I hope you see, that on the bald eagles, you know, at, at the Dalles Dam that show up every year by the hundreds. So science is, is wonder, it is joy, it is figuring stuff out that no one maybe has known before. It's inventive, it's collaborative, and again, when you add it to the other disciplines, it becomes community. 
it does really feel a lot of times like it's all about being in a laboratory and pouring things in beakers, but it's not, is it? Yeah. No, it's part of it. It is part I, I, of it. It, it, is, it is part of it. It's, it's pretty much taking what you learn to the spot. And again, again, and most of the science in the gorge is done outside because we're really interested in fish. We're really interested in fire. We're really interested in... The uh, growth of trees. The growth of trees. We're really interested in animals and, and recreation and camping and all of that. And all of that uh, deals with, these, with STEM. As I walk through the gorge, as I walk down one of these trails... Uh, and I look around me, I'm seeing science everywhere. I mean, because it's the wonder, how did it get to be like that? How is this created? Why is that tree there? You know, why is that species of tree there? That's all science things that we think about. I might then pull out my phone technology and look up, what is this species of tree? And without that technology, I couldn't do it at that moment. The engineering element of this is that somebody had to build this trail that I am walking on in order to see this and I may not think of it as engineering but it's part of it it's part of what's going on which is even part of how that phone got built that I'm looking something up on and whether I think a lot about the math or not it's it's inherent because um, wow that's a really tall tree you know it doesn't have to be an actual number boy, that's a tall tree, and how far am I going to have to walk to get back? All of that translates somehow to numbers, whether you think about it or not. Yeah, that, that's, that's fantastic. And, and that's why it's so uh, invaluable for people, especially of all ages, to, to get outside. Because it's the wonder and the sense of place that leads to asking questions. And you know what somebody did with that number question that you just posed, how tall is that tree, how far do I have to walk, and who got a little geeky about it, <laughs> they created an app on the phone. I, I just found it the other day. And you can point it at the base, you let it analyze the scene, point it at the base of the tree, point it at the top of the tree, and it'll tell you how tall the tree is. Wow. They're using it in construction to walk into a home and basically run from corner to corner very quickly on your phone. You map it out by, by physically with the camera looking at the room. And then it'll tell you, for example, square footage. If you're going to estimate square footage for how, how much carpet is going to go down or how much roofing you need or how long a board you need to cut. And it can be accurate to within an eighth of an inch. It's pretty amazing. I'll put a link for that app in the show notes below. So let's do um, focus a little bit more on the why of what we're doing. Let's, let's get into why we do what we do. Why do we want to... Bill, when, when we asked you to come into this project, when we said, hey, would you like to be a part of this STEM-related first video series and now podcast, what is the why for you? What drives you to want to do this with us? Well, I think that as someone who's spent his whole professional life in the STEM fields, uh, when you have something that you're passionate about, when you want to share with people, and I also work with, uh, you know, literally thousands of kids and students, uh, you want to share that, in, that, that enthusiasm with them. And I also want to make STEM uh, not something uh, in the clouds or something far off, uh, frankly, especially to, to girls and young women. You know, they may shy away from it because traditionally it's been the case. I want them to embrace it. You know, something that uh, can provide an incredibly rewarding career, something that can be incredibly rewarding in your own life. It's something, as you mentioned with Legos, passed down to the generations. This is good stuff that, that needs to, 
to be introduced to folks. So we want to keep it relatable. That's that's exactly the, the thing that that really drives you is, is keeping STEM something that's accessible. It doesn't make people turn away from it because it does have so many applications. Talking about home in this case, and you can apply it to your own home. Especially young people will will understand that. By practicing STEM methods here at home or at school in their local area, that that will lead to a very fulfilling career and life. How about you, Michael? Let's. Why are you doing this? What I realized is that STEM is part of everything that I do, whether I understand it or not. I use the scientific method a lot. You know, I create a hypothesis. You know, I ask questions basically. You know, and, and I want things to be reproducible. Hmm. Why am I doing this? It's because I, I love creating things and I want to be able to communicate that to people who are going to get it in the same way. There's a thing called cognitive dissonance. Ah, yes. Stembot, can you help us out with that? In the field of psychology, cognitive dissonance is the mental discomfort experienced by a person who simultaneously holds two or more contradictory beliefs, ideas, or values. And you know, what's interesting is that when we were talking about this earlier, before we started the show, I realized that I had cognitive dissonance when uh, Michael and I were discussing some of the things that we were going to talk about today, because my take on uh, the answer to a particular topic was different than his. And it struck me that we do that all the time. We, we are in this conundrum often when we have differing opinions, whether it's with the person that's across from us in the room or whether it's somebody far off in government or somebody in a different country. And we, we have this cognitive dissonance that we have to battle through. We have to battle through that. Yeah, you know, out of the clash of opinions comes the spark of truth. So my why for doing this has to do with a life choice that I made. I mean, my life choice was to live an enriching life that was creative. And um, as a writer, as a stage performer, as a singer, um, I wanted to be able to live in that creative aspect of my life. I also was very focused on the fact that everything I had done to do the traditional job role of climbing the corporate ladder Mm -hmm. and taking the managerial position, owning a business for a while, taking that next better paying job, did nothing more than serve to meet what I feel like we're often taught, which is you got to make more money. You've got to stow a bunch away in a retirement account. You've got to do all these things that financial advisors say you have to do, and you need to continue to drive yourself in these ways, which does nothing to address what's really important to what I feel um, is my core, and that is my family, my, my personal self-worth and the worth of my family and the friends that I have and the, and the connections that are real. Um, there's nothing wrong in my opinion, with somebody who is driven to own a business, to make a lot of money through some fantastic career that has a lot of benefit for them. or I mean, I don't want to get in philosophical about that, but I'm not saying that somebody else needs to make my choice. But my choice for me drove me to want to be focused on what I can do here in this local area and be connected to family and friends. And I want to be creative about the way I do it. 
This podcast and the video series that we do is a way for me to take that underlying base and then do something with STEM in this case to reach out into the local community and strike that spark in somebody else that you're talking about, Bill, that that ends up turning some kid who loves Legos into the next bridge builder or turns the girl who's interested in math into somebody who's solving problems about how to calculate the rainfall off of some hillside in a burn area like the Eagle Creek Fire. Mm. So seeing the opportunity to connect STEM, which could be scary, could be intimidating, to real-life things that are interesting for kids... That, that means something to me, and it, and it goes along with my core belief of, of letting somebody find what speaks to them and living true to that. That's, that's my why. Um, so, Bill, we're about to wrap it up for this, and um, I just would like to open up the floor for you to just share whatever speaks to you about anything we've talked about today or things that we haven't covered. The stem of a, of a plant is the river or the artery of, of life. Uh, certainly a tree trunk, as I'm looking outside this beautiful scene here, is everything. It provides structure. It provides the pathway for nutrients and oxygen. And so, so is stem. It's a river. It's a life. And you travel through it. And the more you can understand about that river, the more your life can be uh, more creative, more fun. It can provide gainful and beautiful employment, whether indoors or out. And it has incredible, incredible relationships and importance because natural resources, which is really what we're based on here, whether it's the growing of apples, windsurfing recreation, trees, wildlife biology, is all STEM. We can't escape from STEM. STEM is within us and it is all around us. And the more that we acknowledge that, the more we learn about it in schools and also through programs like this, the more I think we can have an incredible, enjoyable, and productive existence. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Joe. All right, StemBot, that's all for today. Roll the end credits. Okie dokie. Today's episode is brought to you by Mr. Moneybags. Because you need to produce enough episodes to get someone to give you money, but you can't produce episodes without the money in the first place. By Cotty Womple Creative. A Cottywomple is a purposeful journey towards a vague destination. Let Cottywomple Creative make art for you regardless of where you're going. By Laughing Deva Productions, we offer an integrated approach to multimedia campaigns. See links in the show notes below for all of our sponsors.